Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Soundworks. Soundworks. From PRI. This is Sideshow, a podcast from Studio 360. I'm Sean Ramsfirm. Growing up in Toronto and Los Angeles, I always felt half in and half out. Half Canadian or half American, but always half Sri Lankan. When I was in Toronto, the bullies at school would push my brother and me around and call us packies and ask if our dad was a taxi driver. He wasn't. And then when I got to the suburbs of Los Angeles, right after 9-11, people at school would talk smack and ask if I was a terrorist. I wasn't. After well over a decade away, my brother and I recently went back to Sri Lanka, and I was so stoked to finally just fit in with my people. But the second we got there, the line to exit the airport in Colombo split everyone into Sri Lankans and foreigners. We were the foreigners. Every day people would ask us where we were from, and I would say, here, man, this is me. And they were like, no, look at you. If you're lucky, you get past the initial trauma of your identity issues, and then at some point you start plumbing all of that pain and confusion for comedy. Al Madrigal from The Daily Show has been doing that for a while, but he recently doubled down with an hour-long documentary called Half Like Me. It's about his struggles with being half Italian and half Mexican in a very half Mexican part of the country. Being half has always been confusing. White people think you're Mexican. I've had people throw me towels in health clubs. Gracias, dude. And Latinos give me about not being Latino enough. Hey, you don't even say your own name, right, bro? There's a Spanish word for guys like me, one I have been hearing all my life, and it's not exactly a compliment. Pocho. Basically, it means I'm brown on the outside, white on the inside. A coconut. you. Al made Half Like Me for the Fusion Network, but he didn't really know what he was making until he started filming stuff. I don't know what we were calling that. It's just an hour sort of special. At first, it was going to be ridiculous. It was going to be, you know, Latinos. Who are they? Why are they here? When will they leave? (laughs) We answer all those questions and more. And it was really going to be absurd. It was going to be me going after and chasing, you know, some super positive uh, Latino stories, immigration stories, success stories. Al still does all that in Half Like Me, but he travels across the country and Mexico to tell his story, too. And it's kind of a crazy story. He can't really pronounce his own name. His Mexican grandfather once killed a man with a machete. And his life is one big game of identity one-upmanship. Everybody was out to out-Chicano each other or out-Filipino each other or out-Chinese each other. Like, I'm more authentic than you are. This isn't the authentic food. This is the authentic food. And my grandfather was an Aztec. Making the documentary helped Al get past all the competition, and his story has a happy ending, and it's after a message from our sponsor. For real. Sideshow costs money. This episode of Sideshow has a sponsor for the first time ever. I couldn't be more excited. It's harrys.com. Harry's are some folks that wanted to make shaving easier and less painful, so they went to Germany, and they got the Germans to make their razor blades and, and then they bought the factory because they liked it so much. And so now they're trying to make this stuff cheaper for you. And you can get a whole shaving kit with a razor blade and three extra blades and moisturizer and shaving cream for $15. And they'll deliver it to your house because they think men and women all need razors that shave well and don't suck. My face was already shaven when I got my first Harry's kit. So I used it on my legs and they're the shiniest and sexiest they've ever been. Go to harrys.com now, and Harry's will give you $5 off if you type in the coupon code SIDESHOW with your first purchase. 
That's harrys.com and enter the coupon code SIDESHOW at checkout for $5 off the first time. Thanks. How do you pronounce your name? Madrigal. No. Madrigal. No. What is? Madrigal. That's what I just said. No, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. No, the R has to be strong. The R. Madrigal. No. But it, you're not even R, no? You're Alessandro. Alessandro Liborio Madrigal. Liborio. Liborio. No. <laughs> I'm not saying my own name right. No, this is very not, embarrassing. No, no, you're not. In Half Like Me, you get schooled by uh, the Univision news anchor Jorge Ramos on pronouncing your name. Was that <laughs> bizarre? That experience? Yeah, well, it's just uh, it was it was interesting because you know it was something that came up. You like, so you want to be more Latino, and I'm like, no, I don't want to. I just want to be <laughs> sort of comfortable who uh, with who I am, and I pronounce it just like my dad pronounced it, which is Al Madrigal. And so um, I, I, I think any way I pronounce my name is the right way. And for me, people that tell <laughs> me it's the wrong way is just absolutely ridiculous. Do you wish you did speak Spanish would, at least? I, and- I would love to learn. I've t- I, 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 I would love to learn Spanish, and I was my. Friend Parents sent me to French school growing up. So had they sent me to... In San Francisco, that's practical. Yeah, exactly. In the documentary in Half Like Me, you actually go to a elementary school classroom to be taught Spanish by a bunch of, like, blonde-haired white kids. I was feeling like a pretty big pocho. These little blonde kids knew way more Spanish than I did. Hay algunas personas que hablan español aquí. I don't know what she just said. <laughs> How do you say, I'd love to lend you some money, but I can't because all my funds are tied up in a house I just bought on a cul-de-sac? It was, it, was, it was hilarious. And there was a legitimate amount of stuff that I just did not understand. They were speaking so fast. You know, I have a <laughs> relatively decent grasp on Spanish, you know, when it's spoken slowly, the basics, and I sort of get, and you can tell from tone and the setting, wherever we are, what uh, people are actually talking about. So I have a tendency to agree with people a lot of times, but it always gets me in trouble. I ended up drinking something out of my gardener's backpack the other day, and I just, that was enough. I was like, I got to stop pretending I know what these people are talking about. This guy goes, ¿Te gusta de champanadas? And I go, yeah, sure, I love the champanadas. And uh, he goes, ah, come here, I got it for you. And then he just takes a Tupperware out of his backpack. And I'm sort of a germaphobe, but now I'm drinking something out of this guy's backpack pack it's like oh, it's good champanadas <laughs> just, I, don't, I still don't even know what he's talking about some sort of like, disgusting hot chocolate in a Tupperware <laughs> if you're cool with your status as like a San Franciscan first and foremost and a half Latino and a half Sicilian which is your mother's half why did you make this documentary where you sort of trace your roots and try and figure out who you are in this sort of you know, melting pot of well, of, it, of it sort of culture. did take the documentary to get there. You know, it's 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 one of those things where look, I was relatively cool with it, but I wanted to and discover what I ended up happening is like a lot of people feel the exact same way, and what I did. Um, the the best conversation that I had during the entire special was with uh, this Dr. Vicky Ruiz, who's head mm-hmm. of the Latino Studies program and Chicano Studies at UC Irvine. She was actually the dean of students there. She's written over seven books uh, that, about uh, you know immigration stories, cannery women, and just all of uh, these sort of uh, sort of great sort of lost Latino immigration stories. Right. And, you know, what she wants and, and what I'd like to help her do is pass some of these stories on. In addition to Vicky Ruiz, you interview uh, Jim Gilchrist, who founded the Minutemen, 
which is, of course, the citizen group that patrols the Mexican-American border on the lookout for brown people. I want to play a clip of that. Not everyone is a criminal or a terrorist, but there are mob members of Latino, Asian, Caucasian, and probably American Indian. Let's cover all the five uh, color groups. Say what now, Jim? Let's just go over the five color groups so I can be safe. So there's white, Caucasian, yes. Caucasians, got it. Asian? Asians, sort of like a not quite white, off-white. Then you have the American Indian. American Indian, we're getting darker. African American? Black. Then you have Hispanic. And then albinos. I don't know what an albino is. Really? An albino is someone without any skin pigmentation at all. Blonde hair and blue eyes, is that an albino? No, that's just an extreme Caucasian. So, Al, what did you learn from hanging out with a dude like Jim anyway. Gilchrist? Well, I learned that he loves all things, uh, hates immigrants, hates uh, the undocumented workers, but loves Mexican stuff. He has three chihuahuas. He has he goes <laughs> home to margaritas. He actually has half Mexican grandkids. Uh, but uh, when it comes Bizarre. to arming people on the border to uh, against little Central American kids fleeing uh <laughs> you know, God knows what in their home country. He is opposed to that. So, I mean, I can't go on. Like, uh, he has three chihuahuas with like the, <laughs> the, the lamest names ever. But he also uh, was going home to have a margarita. I think he said, right. and has, like I said, a Mexican son-in-law. I don't know how much your daughter's got to hate you to go out and marry <laughs> a Mexican guy when you hate Mexicans. But uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And at one point during the interview, you have him wear a chupacabra mask. Was that yeah, super Yeah, I can't gratifying? believe he was game for everything. <laughs> he actually, he, was a, he did a Daily Show interview with Michael Che before Michael Che left the show. And um, he, I called one of the producers and said, yeah, man, this guy's game for everything. You should just do whatever you want. And he put on a chupacabra mask and uh, went for it. So it was pretty hard for me to take him seriously at, at any point. But when he put on a mask, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great moment. A lot of the stories you do on The Daily Show as well feature people who are super hostile to Mexican immigrants with extreme views and even racist views. How do you prepare to talk to people like that? Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's actually fun. I, I I enjoy you know I used to fire people for a living. I like the confrontation. I sort of jones <laughs> for it. So when I had The Daily Show stuff come up, I would I was really into it. I want to play a clip of uh, a Daily Show interview you did with someone who's hostile to to immigrants. Um, here you're speaking to an Ohio sheriff named Richard Jones. Who exactly are we talking about? They're not wealthy people sneaking across the border. Not wealthy at all. No, you can't just come across on your own. They call them their their mules, and if you have nothing to pay, uh, they'll abuse you along the way. That sounds exhausting. Very exhausting. And so they have them all huddled together in these groups. Yes. Why? What are they yearning for? To feel free. So you're saying that there are tired, poor, huddled masses yearning for freedom. That's not what America's about. Where did you learn how to do satirical interviews? They don't teach you that in stand-up school, do no, they? No, no, you get a, a crash course at The Daily Show. I actually got Stephen Colbert's notes, and uh, it passed really? down from Rob Riggle. But uh, it, took, it takes a while to figure out. It's fun to do. I love sitting in the pocket and watching somebody uh, sort of take the bait and then punching them in the face. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty exciting.
Hey, thanks for listening to Sideshow. This episode would not have been possible were it not for Chris Berube. He produced the interview with Al for Q while I was up in Toronto guest hosting and salvaged the audio for me after an exhausting hour at the gym. Bless you, Chris Berube. Thanks to everyone else at Q. Thanks to Lee Tom Mulat at Studio 360, Kathy Merritt at PRI, and Kayla Hoke, the first Sideshow intern who also happens to just be a great person. You can watch Al's documentary, Half Like Me, at pri.org slash sideshow. Soundworks. Soundworks. From PRI. First of all, two naked comedians just walked into the studio buck naked, and it is one of the funniest things. I'm proud of the fact that uh, not the most well-endowed guys you've ever seen, um, so I, I would never do such a thing.